Acts chapter 19, our text for this evening. The book of Acts chapter 19. Let me get wired up here. Had a good day, hadn't you? Mm-hmm. Y'all enjoyed that good meal today? That was awesome. Wasn't that good? Ladies really did a good job. Yes, they did. Let's give them a hand. Amen. I like to do things on impulse. <laughs> Catch you off guard, doesn't it? We hardly ever do that, but I thought we ought to do it. I thought it'd be in order to do that. Amen. Acts 19. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you once again that we're so highly privileged here at Good Shepherd Baptist Church to be able to come out to the house of God on this Lord's Day evening. God, to meet with you and the people of God. We pray, God, this evening you'd help us now to preach for a little while. Give us some things, Lord, to say to your people tonight that will make a difference in, in eternity. And give them something to pillow their heads on tonight when they go home and go to bed. And we'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name we pray and ask you. Amen and amen. Acts 19, look at verse 26. Acts 19 and verse, begin with verse 26. <clears throat> Moreover, ye see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul had persuaded and turned away much people, saying that they be no gods which are made with hands, so that not only this, our craft is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised, and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worshipeth. And when they heard these things, they were full of wrath, and cried out, saying, Great is Diana the uh, Diana of the Ephesians. And the whole city was filled with confusion. And having caught Gaius and Aristarchus, Aristarchus men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel, they rushed with one accord into the theater, and when Paul would have entered into the people, the disciples suffered him not. And certain of the chief of Asia, which were his friends, said unto him, sent unto him, desiring him that he would not adventure himself into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing, and some another, for the assembly was confused. And the more part knew not wherefore they were coming together. They didn't know what they were doing. That's the way it is a lot of times. They didn't know why they were even coming together. I want to preach on that right there. For the assembly was confused. Amen. Now, this this text certainly uh, uh, disputes certain churches today. Does it? It does. Certain churches today it confuses people. Am I right? Say amen. Amen. They get confused. They do get confused with singing, the preaching, the conduct of the membership, and everything. You can go into churches right now, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Some churches, some denominations. Amen. That, that Greek, the Greek word ecclesia uh, is, in the English is, is assembly. It means to assemble. It's where we get the word church. And that's what this, this word assembly is, is, is from. It's the really, uh, it, it literally means, it's from the same word, the ecclesia, which means to assemble or to assemble. And what we use for the church uh, of the God's people down here on earth. Amen. And some, some of these people are just confused as they can be. Uh, in the uh, churches today, they, they don't know where they're coming or going, right. and they change from one Bible <coughs> to the next. And some of them used to three different different uh, versions oh, yeah. of the Bible, which King James Bible is not a version. So it's the Bible. Right. It's the Word of God for, for the English speaking yeah. people. Y'all agree with that? Say Amen. Amen. 
Amen. I believe that with all my heart. I don't have no problem at all saying that. It's God's word for the English-speaking people because before the uh, King James Bible was put into me uh, in 1611, there was no English-speaking Bible. There was none. That's why King James of Ireland uh, had that done, had a, had a, a group of uh, scholars that came together for years and put this together, uh, comparing Scripture with Scripture, and, got, and with God leading them and put together uh, the 66 books of the Bible. Amen. God's word for the English-speaking people. In James 3.16, they're in assembly here. It's a hall here where the people, probably a town hall. And where they had officers and so on and so forth, different things. And they met there, and they were actually the devil was in this. The devil was using them. They wanted to get to Paul what he wanted to do. And he didn't care how he did it. He just wanted to get to Paul. And so these people all got in there, and they grabbed this one and that one. And if you read on, you'll find out, man, they were in danger getting in trouble with the Romans. What they were doing. There's no reason for what they were doing. And they're sitting there, and I didn't read all that, but they said, if we got, any, got anything against anybody, there's, there, there's deputies here, and there's, you can bring them up before the court. Other than that, you better get out of here and leave and get away from this. This assembly is unlawful. And we've got that today, things are unlawful. And the courts today, things are unlawful. <clears throat> I've been following that case. That boy shot them two devils out there uh, in Minnesota. And two devils. That was devils. One of them had raped to kill a little girl. The link and the other had done something bad, too. They were pure devils. And they attacked that boy and had a pistol going to blow his brains out. He shot both of them killed him. And I say amen and amen. Yeah. I'd done the same thing. I guarantee you I would. Yeah. Amen. But there's so much confusion today. So much confusion today in the courts. It's pitiful. And in the churches, there's confusion today. And the assembly was confused. That word assembly means to call that uh, the ecclesia. The church, I mean, the church was confused. Right. People were confused. Right. You know, what they were doing. Amen. Yeah, they were doing it. You know, people lost their lives before by mobs. It's a mob violence, what this is here. And many a person, back in the old days, they lost their lives. Mobs didn't know what they were doing. And they'd get some started to go after a guy, probably in my name, and guilt him, and drag him out and hang him. And kill them for no reason at all. That happened a lot. Right. Study your history, you'll find out. Happened a lot. And it happens today. They're ready to hang it, little boy. That bunch of low down devils are ready to hang it, little fella. It's pitiful. Y'all been following that? I've been following on the news. I hope they hang up a bunch of lawyers. Crooked devil. Boy, that judge put them, he, he put them in their place, didn't he? Right. Now, he got hot, son, that one lawyer. That judge did. And he let him know he was in charge or not him. And what he was doing was wrong inside the law. Amen. In James 3, 16, keep in mind what we're looking at. The assembly was confused. Or the church was confused. In James 3, 16, the Bible said, For where Indian strife is, there is confusion. And every evil work. Amen. That kind of ties that up right there. There's confusion. Every evil work. They're after the man of God. Oh. And they ain't going to get their hands on Paul. He just ducked in and out at times. They couldn't even catch him. One time he laid down uh, from the upper story in a basket. That's right. One time he walked out and they stoned him to death and left him for dead. And how be it? The Bible said he got up on his feet and dusted himself off and walked off. And he, that's when I, I believe that he was caught up into the third heaven. I believe he died there. They stoned him to death and he was caught up into the third heaven. And heard, heard voices that were not lawful for him to hear. And God brought him back into his body and he walked off. Yeah. And God wonderful. Yeah. My God, he still does things like that. Right. 
I tell you, we had what a survey today over all the Christians all over the all over the earth. You would be dumbfounded. Dumb, uh, dumb what word I think of? Bumfuzzled. That's a good name. You'd be bumfuzzled at how many have been brought back from the dead to God. Amen. You would. He could still bring them back from the dead. Lazarus had already decayed, buddy. He was stinking already, the Bible said. And he brought him back. He didn't have the smell of death on him. Right. He's still he, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We need to put, turn to put God in the past and put all his goings on in the past and, and, and acting like it could be done now. Right. It can be done now. I believe that. If you go with the Bible, it can be. I believe the Word of God. <clears throat> I believe we serve a miracle working Savior. Hallelujah. I do. My God, how big a miracle could you have to beat what happened to us when we got saved? It's the biggest miracle that ever, ever took place. Take an old reprobate like yourself, a drunkard, and save him and make a man of God out of him. Why, you Lord, say some of the autobiographies, these old great men of God like Gypsy Smith and Mel Trotter and, and different ones like that. Of years gone by, drunkard, near death, God saved him and made, made great churchmen out of him. Boy, what a God we serve. But where in the strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. And that right there, that uh, really uh, proclaims that right here in our text tonight. Amen? Now let me give you this by way of introduction. Number one, the churches are confused today about the Bible. Aren't they? They don't even know which one is the Bible. Now I do. This the King James Bible is the Bible. I don't call it a version. It's not a version. It's a Bible. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they, they say, well, I've heard people say, well, this one is really clear. This is a little bit more clear. This is real clear. All the baloney. This is the Bible right here. You shouldn't have another in your house. If you got one, you're going to take it home and burn it. Oh, I wouldn't burn the Bible. You ain't burning the Bible. If they've changed the text, it's wrong. It's nothing. If you tell a story, you tell it one way and time it gets to this and that and that, it's completely changed. That's not all you know on your story. That's the way the Word of God is. Go and add to it, take it away, and destroy it. The text of the Bible. Amen. <clears throat> but the churches are confused about the Bible. And then number two, they are confused. Let me get this thing all there. They are confused about doctrine. Oh my God. Are they? Doctrine is what you learn. Doc and a friend of mine once said, it'd be good if preachers just put using doctrine. I said, My God, sir. They wouldn't have anything using if they didn't use doctrine. That's what we learn. That's, that's what the Bible is, doctrine. The whole Bible is doctrine. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. All Scripture, that's the Bible, is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for study, for teaching, for learning. Amen. Always remember that. So whole, that's all doctrine right there. Amen. So, so, but look, there's so many that are confused concerning Bible teaching. One teaches this, teaches that. They're completely screwed up on baptism today. You got churches that are saying that if you're baptized, that you're going to go to heaven for your water baptism. We know better than that. I asked a guy one day, told me that he's Church of Christ, I think. I said, I said, well, Jesus, hang on to the cross. I said, he, he shed his blood for you tonight. I said, when they come by to check and see if he's dead, uh, he, he was dead, and the other two or, uh, thieves were still alive. They broke their ankles, so they die. And they put a spear in his side, and out come what? Water and blood. Which one did he take to the Father? The water or the blood? Took the blood. Yeah. Without shedding the blood, there's no miss to sin. Amen. Water can't save you. 
My God, it sustains life on earth. Water does that water because we live. But it has nothing to do with the new life and glory. Nothing to do with it. Amen. Praise God. Then the many churches, uh, 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 many churches uh, confound or confuse about salvation. What, what yeah. saves you and what don't save you. When you say by grace through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Your repentance, uh, uh, godly sorrow, uh, work of repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. That's how you get saved. I like the latter part of that uh, verse where it says not to be repented, not to be turned from. Once you get saved, it's not to be turned from. And I, I don't believe it's to be turned from. What? If God said it's not to be turned from, you can't turn from it. That's sealed. God said it's not to be turned from. Don't you think God sealed that off when he said that? That's it. When you get saved, buddy, you can't turn from it. You yeah. can't turn from the Holy Ghost. He gets inside of you. He yeah. sets up housekeeping in that old body of you. You right. can't do a thing about it, but just serve God. Right. When you buck up on him, boy, you're asking for trouble. Right. He'll straighten you out quick line. Amen. Yeah. I promise you he will. Amen. But many churches are, are confused about salvation. In uh, 1 Corinthians 14, verse 13, it says, For God is not the author of confusion. Amen. He's not, he don't have anything to do with that. But of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Yeah. Amen. He, he's the author of peace. Peace and love for one another. Amen. And good godly conditions to live under down here on earth when you get saved. Well, you didn't have before you got saved, did you? Some of you probably drank liquor. I did. Somebody probably had a curse in mouth. I did. Amen. I ain't going to go any farther than that. They are some that done a lot worse than that, too, when they ran their sins. When they ran their sins, they did a lot worse than that. But he even talks about the effeminate over there. Paul talked about the effeminate over there in 1 Corinthians. And he said he talked about the effeminate, about murders, didn't he? About, uh, about uh, thieves and blas blasphemers. And here's what he said. And such were some of you. Right. Amen. But ye are washed. Amen. Amen. Now, he said about the effeminate. I tell you what that tells me. The effeminate is, 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 I make a mention of the homosexuals. Effeminate, you're effeminate when you're like that. Right. And there's problems then. Back then, he said, the woman, a man turning from the natural use of a woman to a man and a woman to a woman. We got that right now. That's right. It's a latter day sign, buddy. I'm telling you, we're getting ready to go up. <coughs> Tell you, we're getting ready to leave out of here, I'm telling you. Paul said, and such as some of you, but you are washed. So even the feminine, I believe at a certain stage of that sin can get saved. But I believe if it goes too far, that's it, you're done. You're done, you're damned, yeah. you're, you're ready for hell. I believe that. He said, that's right, buddy. I believe there's a time, I don't believe it is for a, for a homosexual. I had one corner me back here one day. And before I got ready to preach, I, he said, what, brother, preacher, you got to talk to you about it. I thought he was something funny. He said, can I talk to you about something? I said, I'd rather not right now. I'm getting ready to go to the pulpit to preach. I don't like to talk about anything. Get on my mind, but what I want on my mind. Well, he said, I just want to talk to you about it. I said, all right. What, what's wrong? He said, you said something yesterday or last week I didn't like. I said, no, kid. My God, is that all? Just one thing? I said, you didn't like that. That's pretty, pretty good, ain't it? He said, you call them homosexual queer. I said, well, did you ever look into your Webster's Dictionary and did you see the definition of it? You know what it says? Homosexual. Queer. That's what it says. 
I said, in the dictionary, everybody could use it. It's clear. And I said, I don't want to hear no more. I need to really come back. I don't care. I ain't got time to that much. The troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Well, but anyway, they can't get saved a certain yes. a time period in their days of, of wickedness. And you say, it's like a thief can, and a murderer can, you know, and a, and a, and a liar can. So can they at a certain time. But if they go over that time and keep on in that sin, I believe they're damned and doomed. I believe the Bible teaches that. I really, maybe it's when they get to where they're going. Yeah, I think it, I think it already went over when they're doing that. I do. They've done gone too far. And they're doomed for hell. I believe that. I really do. Study your Bible and you see what I'm saying. Amen. But God's not the author of confusion. Thank God for that. But peace as in all churches of the saints. And then number two, I find that confusion is never from above because it causes problems instead of love. Now God is love. Amen. God is light. Him is no darkness at all. That's right. If you're saved now, you know you're full of love and you're full of light. There's no darkness in there anymore. Amen. And no hatred in there anymore. You got God's love. You got the light of God in you. You're a child of the light. We're supposed to shine. Let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father that's in heaven. That's what every one of you is supposed to be doing. That means you're supposed to be witnessing and praying for the lost and being good to them. Amen. And bringing them to Christ for us too late. We're going to run out of time for long. I've been preaching this since I started preaching. Seven years ago at least. I've been preaching this. We better get to work. We're going to run out of time. It's a mystery that's going to happen. We're going to be changed and back out of here. Quick. Faster than the moment of the twinkle of an eye, we'll be gone. We'll be gone. We'll be in heaven. And we're going to have another chance to try to get that love in one church, get them on the sound of the gospel, get them under conviction, get them saved. I believe if you, keep, if you get your people in here, we can preach to them, and the Holy Ghost move on them, I guarantee you, eventually they'll come down that aisle and get saved. See, it happened too many times. I know it works. But we've got to get to work and get them in here. Fill this building up with lost, with lost souls and give them to the Lord. Give them saved. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And you got somebody that you grieve over that's lost. You know they're going to go to hell to die. Yep. They're going to die. We're all going to die. Can't get around it, man. You know what? That's another sign of my salvation. When I was a boy, I'd get that in my head. And I'd have a voice come to me. I don't know. I don't think it was the Lord. I don't know. It'd come to me. Sometimes in the wee hours of the morning, I'd get up out of bed. I'd get up out of bed and walk the floor. A voice would come to me and say, one day you're going to die. You cannot get out of it. You are going to be laying in a coffin one day. To me, I, it was all of me that's going to go to the ground. I thought all of me was going to be in that coffin. Now, I was going to be on the ground in that coffin, just laying there, looking up, waiting for the Lord. And that's what I tell you. I get so shaky. I get up. I get in all the shape. There was. But you know, when I got saved, all that left me. No more of that. You know what I'm talking about, John? That happened to you. You're getting on your mind. You might be too stinking hard hearted and mean to, it ain't going to get on your mind. I don't know. Did it ever get on your mind that one day you're going to have to die? Yeah. It, was you ever in bed at night, laying there thinking that's when you really think, when you lay down at night, don't you? It gets dark, you lay there and think. And, and some, some boy said, you know, you're going to die one of these days. That's right. How many of y'all ever had that happen to you? Look here, almost everybody. And that, that's God. It's the mercy of God. That's the mercy of God. Yes, sir. God's letting you know you need to get right with Him. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Oh, what conviction that brought from up on me. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, didn't know what to do. If I had somebody tell me how to get saved, I got saved when I was a kid. I've been preaching a lot longer ago than what I had been. 
Oh, my God, help us dear Lord. We need to start witnessing for God. Try to get our loved ones saved before it's too late. Amen. I said confusion is never from above. Never is God don't bring it on us. Because it, it causes problems instead of love. And God, he said, by this, by this shall all men know that you're my disciples because you have what? One another. Love for one another. Because you have love for one another. And it shows that you're my children, you're disciples of the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14, the Bible says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. It constrains us, amen. It causes problems instead of love. Confusion does, but God constrains us. Now, that word constrain means to hold back. Yep. He constrains us from getting deep in sin, God does. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, when this little body of flesh, and it, it loves sin. It does. Yeah. Your body is saved. You, you ain't going to be all together saved until resurrection day. You're saved right now in the soul and the spirit. So right. when you die before resurrection day, you'll be in, you, go, you go to heaven in the soul and the spirit. And I taught you on how many times I showed you in the Bible. You get a walk around body up there, walk around in, enjoy heaven when you love one, so on and so forth. But when we resurrect it, we get a glorified body, just like Jesus. That don't happen until resurrection. I believe that Moses and Elijah, when they saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration, talking to Jesus about his death, he was going to, he was going to, he put through. I believe they were in there to walk around body that day. I do. I do because they had been dangerous there through resurrection. And yet, Moses died, he was in his rock around, walk around body. Elijah was taken up in a fiery chariot, amen. And, uh, but they were there to, to let uh, Peter and them know that, that Jesus was going to go to the cross, was going to be crucified, and die for the sins of the world, and they were going to be the preachers to take that to the people. Right. Peter, James, and John. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Paul came in later. Mm -hmm. but that three right there we used of God to get the gospel out. Right. They were the witnesses, amen. Three witnesses, praise God. I like it, don't you? I love the Bible. It does something for me, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> Amen. But uh, for the love of Christ constrains us. That's what we need today. We need to reckon with the love of Christ. Confusion among people. Let me give you this. Confusion among people is an enemy. Is an enemy of the Lord. It will prevent the church from being in one matter, in one accord. That's what God wants. Amen. Confusion will stop that from happening. When you have everybody like they were in that assembly there, they were all confused. They didn't know where to go, left or right. Some of them walked out, some of them hung in there. They got to think, well, what are we doing? We don't know what we're doing. It's not like that today. There are people that, that get so confused in the church today. They hear this and that, and somebody tells them this and that. They don't know what to do. They're not getting them straight in the Bible and the scriptures. That's because they don't study so that themselves approved in the God. Workmen that he's not been ashamed rightly divided the word of truth. Right. That's the problem right there. But it, it will prevent the church. I said confusion among people is an enemy of the Lord. It will prevent the church from being in one mind and one accord. Confusion will. That's why God's not the author of confusion. But as the peace as in all the churches. Amen. I remember that old, uh, how many of y'all remember the old carnation milk? The cream can, we used cream milk. <coughs> had a white, red, I think blue letters on it. And had three or four old cows that there, uh, chewing, uh, pasturing, uh, eating the grass, you know. And down the line said, carnation milk from contented cows. I like that. Them old cows were contented. 
They weren't jumpy and wild. They were just getting fat on that lush green grass of the pasture. Right. And they were bringing forth sweet, good, sweet, thick milk. Mm -hmm. If you've never drank milk right from a cow, you haven't drank the milk. Right. That's right. Buddy, I grew up on it. And that old white cow butter, mm -hmm. oh, boy, take you a tablespoonful of that and put it on a big piece of hot cornbread. Mm -hmm. And you're eating tall cotton, buddy. <laughs> you're in tall cotton, tall corn. When you eject, and that comes from contempt cows. Now, I'm going to tell you, that love of God that God wants to be spread about comes from contempt Christians. Mm -hmm. And if they're eating real good, uh, fresh uh, uh, food from the Word of God, they'll have, they'll be content. And their testimony will be comforting. Yes, sir. Amen. They'll be like them old cows. This pasture, ate that green pasture of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Be content with what you got. Oh, tell others about it. Mm -hmm. Amen. I tell you, get some work done for the Lord like that. Amen. First Timothy 6 and verse 6. The Bible says, but godliness with contentment. There it is. There's that word. Contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, you got to let the Lord be seen in you. You can't let the flesh intimidate you. Amen. Amen. Have you ever, uh, somebody, the Lord speak to you and say, hey, get that man right there track. And you say, oh, he don't want this, the Lord. He went, no, he said, I'll go ahead and give it to him. Did you just pass him up or do what God told you to do? Hey, I've used this before, I'll use it again. Janine and I were born somewhere. We went to West Ohio to see uh, my mother, my aunt, and, uh, and my cousins. And uh, we stopped at uh, a middle town of Ohio, actually, I think it was outside of Dayton. And went to uh, went and got us a hamburger at a McDonald's. We were standing there. And a school bus pulled in, full of high school kids. I mean, it's jam-packed with them. And here they roll, and every one of them got to come into that and just fill that, that McDonald's up. And I stand there, and the Lord said, you know that, that big package of tracks you got in your pocket? Give every one of them one. I said, oh, my God, Lord, they don't want these things. My God, they're just laughing. He said, I say, give it to them, Arnold. So what was I going to do? I'd do it, but I pulled all them out of the table. I said, can I give you one of these right here? He said, oh, yeah. He got, you, you got one. Can I have one? Can I, can I have one? Can I have one? I give that whole handful of tracks. When we left, I looked back and there's all standing there reading those tracks. Mm. Well, I got saved out of all that. Yes, sir. Hey, man, you mind the Lord when he tells you to give him a track or talk to him about the Lord. We just go on our little way and say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I, I tell you, I've got a testimony like you wouldn't believe. And you never tell anybody about Jesus. Right. You know, invite your loved ones to church or nothing. My God, we can't just get all of this goodness of God and just hide, hide it away from people. We've got we to share this way. Man, we said, let your light so shine before men that may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Heaven, yeah. preacher! Yeah. It's true. God help us. We need help on this evening. Getting close to the coming of the Lord will not do the work we'll be doing. Amen. I said, confusion... <clears throat> We'll get you on the wrong path and turn you away from God into the Satan's wrath. That's what you need. Get you on the wrath of the devil. Off the path of God into the, under the wrath of the devil. Boy, you, I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll give you one for it, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Devil's a mean character, buddy. Peter said he walks around as a roaring lion seeking him made devour. He's a bad customer to deal with. Oh, yes, sir. He's mean, wicked, wicked. It's his delight to hurt a child of God, hurt the family. If he can't, he'll leave one out into the path of traffic and kill it. 
in a car wreck so he can burden you with it and worry you with it and laugh at you for it. Let me, let me give you this here. I'm going to get nothing else. Get this. When you go home tonight, we're going to go to bed. Pray for your family. In the morning when you get up, I don't have time you get up. I get up between 5 and 6 every morning get in my Bible. And I spend about an hour and a half in my Bible and prayer every morning, seven days a week. I don't know whether you do that or not. But when you get up in the morning, have, have, have a little period of prayer and pray for your children. Pray for your husband and your wife on the road. Pray for your children on the road, your grandchildren, everybody in church. Pray for this preacher. Pray for everybody. You'll feel a lot better off through the day if you'll do that. You'll not be worried this whole time. Now leave that worry off of you. God will listen to that. He said you have not because you ask not. Right. You ask the Lord for something. He'll give it to you. It's worth giving to you. He'll give it to you. He's the, he's the God of the entire universe. He controls everything. He controls every hound in your head. He knows everyone that follows that. He knows everyone you got. Amen. He's a God. God. Forever. Praise God. I'm so glad that I can stand up and proclaim His goodness and His riches to His people. And if you're not one of these people, this would be a good time to come one tonight. Get saved. Get saved and get to serving the Lord. Right. Or it's too late. Amen. Help me, dear Lord. Yes. My God. Amen. I said confusion. I'm going to close right here. But confusion will get you on the wrong path and turn you away from God to the, the devil's wrath. You don't want to be on the wrath of the devil. Luke 22, verse 31. Said the Lord said there to Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But he's bold, ain't he? Yes, sir, Jesus knew what he wanted. He wanted, wanted Peter to sift him as wheat. He wanted to bring all kinds of trouble his way. Sift his heart, sift his mind, sift his family. He had a family called Jesus. He ministered to Peter's um, uh, mother, didn't he? A mother-in-law, mother-in-law. So that made Peter. I don't see how that made. And then the Catholic said Peter was first pope, and pope was supposed to be married. So that couldn't be so, would it? Because they don't have the word of God like we do. Right. And then the word of the pope. Yeah, pope of Catholic. They get the word of Catholic. Catholicism. God help them. Let me use this little poem. That will be true. Confusion in the church is an awful thing. It often hurts the preaching and interferes with those who try to sing. It's a stumbling block for those who are lost. In the final analysis of it all, it becomes a great, great loss. Father, thank you for the word of God tonight. Thank you that we've been uh, enabled to preach for just a little while for your people. Bless what we preach, God, to the hearts of your people tonight. And Lord, that needs to come to the altar. God, give them the energy and, Lord, the courage to come forth and get done what they need to get done tonight. It's going to make a difference in eternity as far as they're concerned. We'll give you the praise for whatever happens. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's all stand. Give you a hymn of